0: Welcome to the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we talk about scripture, theology, and anything relating to God in a loving conversation. And where we try to get to the heart of the matter.
1: Welcome to another edition of Heart of the Matter podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hellman. If you have joined in before, I just want to take this time to thank you guys. We appreciate you guys listening. Um, If this has been a blessing to your life. Please share, click that button, mash it, as we like to say, Hulk smash it if you have to. Um, But yeah, I just want to say thank you for those who have listened. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Um, We appreciate you coming and hope you have a blessed time um, in this conversation. Um, We are excited because we are starting our third series, which is Identity in Christ. I'm really excited to start this series because... I feel like we don't do a good enough job in the church of talking about identity and really building that up in people because our discipleship is lacking. And I think this is something we need to talk on more. Um, we, we like to focus on the love of God, but not identity of who we are in Christ, because then that comes with the power of Christ's spirit to go out and do things. Um, so I'm really excited about this. And uh, here with me in studio today is my cohorts, Mark. How's yeah. it going? Hey.
0: hey, guys. Good to be here.
1: John Vandaloo. Hey guys, how's it going? And Kiefer Strassman. How's it
2: going, everybody? Full barn, full barn.
1: Yes, it yeah. is. You guys are all back in studio after a little bit of hiatus. John, you you were a little bit sick. Mark was sick the week before, and Kiefer, you've been sick indefinitely.
2: Pretty much. Oh. <laughs> Speak
1: life.
3: Yes.
1: Last,
2: <laughs> last, month, last month's been a struggle. But yeah, I'm no,
3: still we're... I'm still recovering too. Yeah. I got this little tickle in my throat. Yeah. I don't think it was COVID. Don't look at me like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm putting my, in, in my metaphorical I, I, mask I, I quarantined, on right now. I quarantined, um, but I, I refused to get a test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife went and got tested, though. She was negative.
0: So. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well. You said the kids, well, too, right? How, yeah. how
1: was it for you? Like, I mean, I, I think you said that you thought it could be COVID, but obviously you didn't get tested, so it could have been a... A flu or something? Well, you know, I it.
3: lost my taste for like three days. Okay, so and probably, I, was, yeah. you know, I was like, maybe that's COVID then, but...
1: It could be. I know people recovered quicker. Like, I took three months, four months. I still, like, things taste weird or different now. Hmm. But uh some people, they never lost their taste or smell.
3: But, I mean, you can lose your taste in other ways, too. I mean, I've been sick before and lost. T- I don't know. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. yeah. We're
3: living in a bizarro world right now anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everything's COVID. Yeah. <laughs> even even gunshots to the head are COVID yeah, right now. COVID. So. <laughs> that, again, not 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 docking people who have gotten COVID and serious things have happened. But no. uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. It's it's crazy that uh you know, there's still flu, there's still pneumonia, there's still these things out there. Yeah. Um but the second you cough people look at you like you have the black plague.
3: Well yes my carbon. well my
1: wife was exposed to
3: RSV Okay. Which is like respiratory. What were you? What was I can't even think of it. It's another virus though. It's basically the same thing as COVID. Like it literally is, has all the same um, characteristics of COVID. Mm-hmm. Was a it a respiratory suppression virus
0: or something? Uh, respiratory
3: something, something virus. Oh, awesome. yeah. yeah. Don't even know what it is. It hasn't been as publicized as COVID.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: But yeah, people can die from it. You know, like children and old people can still die from it. You know, people are immune compromised.
1: Oh, <coughs> so well, I mean, like you know, Mark. And I was Mark sick. You know, I was sick pretty and, sick, yeah. and he didn't have COVID. He, you know, you took did, a, home test, right? a home test, right? test. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah. I
3: was, ca- I was trying to cast out demons. have yeah. At one point, you know, I'm like, man, God, like, what is this? What is going on right now?
1: Yeah. No, I think we, we, <laughs> we, we. I prayed for you. I know that my wife was mm-hmm. telling me to that I should try to cast some demons out of you, and I was like, <laughs> well. I, so it's was like, yeah, I'm going to
0: try. You know, um, demon sickness out. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was trying to pray for
3: you. I him. had my son laying hands on me. Amen.
0: That's That's awesome.
3: awesome. Yeah. I, I had him anoint me with oil.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's and
1: cool. we, we've been praying for my wife, too. You know, she got sick. I didn't get
3: healed instantly. So I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Son's faith. Come on.
1: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Get more. Conjure up more faith. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you have? Yeah. Faith of a mustard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, so my, That's a
3: joke for you, listeners. <laughs> uh,
1: my kids have been sick off and on. Like it seems like every two weeks they've been getting sick. Uh, Amara's been sick four times. Judah was sick like three times. And then my wife, she she we weren't sick through it all. And then she got sick at the end, so she's still struggling with the cough and stuff right now. So we're you know sending up prayer for her. Um, and then yeah, Kiefer, like I said, you've been struggling with it off and on. So but you know you know what? Like I don't think. Most of it has been COVID. It's mm-hmm. been cold, flu, allergies, a mixture <laughs> yeah. of the cocktail of things that's in the air. Yeah, It just sucks because you know COVID is
3: always in the back of your mind. You yeah, know? you know it's like oh, you know it's like I, you know now now I can't go public places if I'm coughing. You know because mm-hmm. people look at me like judge. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. don't be in here coughing.
1: You know. Well, the 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 <clears throat> ex CDC director that was under the last administration just came out in an interview and said that because this was manufactured in the in the lab and it was created to replicate in humans very quickly, that we're going to see a different variant every three to four months and that vaccines and booster shots are going to be rendered useless because they already are because they're helping it replicate faster. Mm-hmm. So he said, we really have to start looking at therapeutics um, and treatments. And there's a host I was listening to that said, we've just completely changed in the medical field our, view on how we treat this virus as opposed to anything else he said so like with anything else the people who are suffering from it right now you you don't just say oh we're not going to help you treat the symptoms and say until we get something that cures it and prevents it but that's good for people that don't have it but for the thousands of people that do have it how are we treating it and we're saying these things like ivermectin which is not just a horse dewormer it's been in use for 30 40 years it's been approved you know an approved drug just like uh the other one hydroxychloroquine it's been a, an approved safe ju- uh, drug as a prophylactic for like 30 years on the cdc's list of of stuff or the who's list whatever but they don't want to use it what And you know i know this but, is the, like,
3: but the memes it, that's true but the memes yeah. we're officially right right wing now
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, sorry just for those kidding. out there. I, yeah, I don't. I'm covering for Josh here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, independently conservative, if you can't tell. But it um, doesn't mean I hate you if you have different views than me. <clears throat> I love you, and Good. I want you know want anybody to come to Christ, whether they're right or left wing. I don't care about politics. That's something Jesus is bringing me out of. So hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah.
3: So anyway, any other conversation besides being sick? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> everyone. Well, I know you guys don't want to talk about football this week, even uh, though my Bears <laughs> lost, and uh, there's just the embarrassment that's is natural. This,
2: is this what you feel every week?
1: Oh <laughs> my goodness! <laughs> well, no, it's not. I think we, I think we beat we lost to the Vikings. Did, did we beat the Vikings Barely. the first time we played them? So I don't, I don't know how it is to lose to Get the Vikings, but. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's early in the season for you, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta play them again. We
1: just lost Khalil Mack so I mean that's that's basically gone for. I'm glad I stopped paying attention to the NFL a couple years ago. So
0: yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can tell.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <sighs> a lot less damages, uh that need to be replaced. Um, but so, yeah, no. I've just uh, you know personally, I've been you know trying to deal with some stuff and work. I know we kind of talked about some things beforehand, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to live in the the thankfulness of the things that God has given me and resting in that, you know, we're coming upon things. This week's episode will probably be the week airing the week after Thanksgiving or maybe the week after, but, uh, this is the week of Thanksgiving for us. And so, yeah, season of thankfulness. I just want to say thank you to you guys for, you know, helping start this podcast. Um, Thanks to my wife for the support that she is at home and taking care of our kids. Um, thanks to my kids for not completely destroying our house every week. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, thanks to God for just opening doors and continuing to be faithful even when I'm not. So, um, you know, thankful to any listeners out there as well, again, uh, for those who listen. So, um and we had men's group this morning, which none of you were a part of this today. But uh, <laughs> I had my kids. I missed you guys, um, but uh, yeah, it was good. So
3: kids are off school, so uh, wife was working, yeah. so I didn't make it. But yeah, this is like my favorite week of the of the year. Typically, like yeah. you know, gun deer season just started, and it's like my one weekend where I'm totally unplugged from social media, which I really needed this year because deliverance is really picked up. Yeah. It's like blew up on TikTok. Now I got like you know, I got like 60, 70 people in my inbox right now that need yeah. deliverance. Holy so, man! So it's kind of daunting. <clears throat> it's it is daunting, yeah. Because uh, I want <clears throat> to see them all set free, but it's like, you know, I, I can only go so far. And I got, you know, run kids running around the house. So yeah. I'm trying to like, you know, get talk talk to people on Zoom
0: who get them trained up, get them <laughs> put them to work. Out of them, Satan. Put It it
3: feels really good. Sometimes the people, you know, some people will get on and they're like just so ready for deliverance, you know, where it's just you start confronting the generational curses and they start coughing and puking right away. Mm -hmm. But some people it's just, you know, a lot of inner healing that you need to go through and it can be time consuming. And, you know, sometimes it's multiple sessions with the same person. So when you have 60, 70 people inbox, you know, you're looking at month, like two couple months of work, you know.
1: Dennis was telling me, he's like, yeah, I got to talk to John about doing mass deliverances. That way he can cover more ground. So, yeah,
3: I mean, mass deliverances are fine, too. I mean, they were, I mean, it works. I mean, it's the Holy Spirit that does the deliverance. But, you know, people need to be ready. You know, you got to, mm-hmm. that's the thing that people don't, 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 know. you know, they don't realize that, you know, if you want to be set free, you got to, you got to want it, you know. And mm-hmm. sometimes people don't know what they need and what they need to surrender and submit to God in. And well, they, just, they, the come to me, they come to me because I think I'm a magic man. You know, it's like, it's not that. I'm not special. You know, I can't magically help. I mean, you know what I mean? I can yell at demons. I can, I can walk you through some prayers, I know. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is between you and God. <clears throat> so,
1: well, it's, it's kind of an imagery, too, of the veil, right? I mean, deliverance is almost, it seems like what you guys are have been talking to me about and us about is like, it's almost like salvation, right? Like that veil has to be lifted. People need to want God, right? So it would seem that that tracks because that's what the Bible talks about. Want these things, desire these things. You know, God wants us to search for him. So why wouldn't that be the same with deliverance too? And that's not to say that, you know, obviously I'm sure you've had some experiences where there's maybe some people that are just like, whatever. And then all of a sudden like, oh, wow, this is real. You know, I'm sure that happens because God wants to touch those people. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kiefer, yeah, for real, dude. But it's, it probably makes it a ton easier if you yeah, a it's, willing it, person. Yeah, it, it, it
3: honestly, it depends on the person. It depends on the bondage, the level of bondage. It depends on, you know, where the person's at with their faith, how desperate they are, you know, like where, where they are in their relationship. You know, like, you know, Kiefer, you were like great. You were like just... You were receiving Christ. You were, like, mm-hmm. open to everything. And you had a lot of surface-level demons that were just like, yeah.
2: you know, we're getting out of here. You know? I, I think they wanted out, <clears> too, <throat>
3: so. But there's people.
2: <laughs> there's, <laughs> this, there's, this guy's changing. I don't like it. like, Yeah, it's like it. Like vacation? Out of here vacation. That.
3: Let's go. <laughs> so. yeah. But then you get some people who had just had so much trauma in childhood, you know, that they don't, you know. They don't know what they need to submit to God in. And uh, you know, that's that verse in James. It's James 4, 7, I believe. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Yeah. You know, we throw out this verse really easily, frivolously almost, as Christians, we're like, well, no, Christians can have demons. You know, if you submit to God and resist the devil, he'll flee. And it's like, it's not as simple as that. There's a lot of areas of our life that we need to submit to God in. Hmm. And sometimes we forget or we relax on certain things that we're not submitting to God in. You know, are you believing a lie? Mm-hmm. Are you believing a false doctrine? Are you believing a lie about yourself? Are you living in your identity in Christ? Mm-hmm. You know, so okay. when you're when you're not submitting to God in those areas, well, there's potentially chains wrapped. They're not they're not chains, you know, because Christ broke those chains. But there there is a level of bondage that we're submitting to to the enemy, and you know, we've yeah. given place to the enemy, our foothold to the enemy. You know, so. <clears throat> That's why we need to confess things to one another sometimes, so that wow. there's healing. That you know, there's healing in the in the body of Christ. You know, it's not just a it's not just a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. We we say it's a personal relationship, but it's not. It's a a united relationship.
1: Yeah as the body
3: Communion. with Christ. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> well, and, that, and it's such a big thing too, is like it's, it's we're supposed to confess our sins to one another. We're supposed to pray for one another. We're supposed to build each other up. It's like if you really think about it, like whenever you're having negative thoughts about people and stuff or that like Satan tries to attack you with like a demonic thought about your brother in Christ and stuff, a lot of times if we just go straight to prayer, like those things seem to just vanish, right? Mm-hmm. Because we start to think, oh, man. How how foolish was I in doing that? Like this this guy really needs help. Like mm-hmm. let me pray for my brother. Like he's sick. Like and and we can think of the and we look back and we're like, man, that was so dumb of me to think that. And it's like it, it does bring us closer together. I mean, literally it, building up is, is praying for someone and and confessing. If you confess your sins, I know we've we've experienced this personally. Mm-hmm. Like one of the first times we did podcasting, you know, we had that night afterwards where we were confessing things to each other. That was like. Deep personal things, mm-hmm. and that's what a true friendship is. That that is literally what a friendship is: is bearing one another's burdens.
3: Yeah, the spirit was moving that. That was that was the first time I ever experienced like holy laughter.
1: Mm-hmm. Three grown men brought to like, tears and then laughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah like
3: it, the laughter just came because it was like how it, it's like Christ's love for us is so ridiculous and unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That I just started like laughing hysterically Mm -hmm. at the very fact that Christ, God the Father really loves me as much as he says he does. You know, and that's what's beautiful about, yeah, sometimes like Mm -hmm. confessing, you know, we can confess our sins straight to God. But there is times where God wants us to confess to one another and, Mm -hmm. you know, we fear it so much to confess these things to one Mm -hmm. another. And uh, but when we do, (laughs) you know. If you're in the right group, (laughs) you know, you're you're actually in a setting where there is no judgment, there is no condemnation. Mm -hmm. The Lord will use that, you know, and the Spirit moves through that because it's humbling, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, your pride is literally stripped away. Like, I am throwing this out to you. You can judge me if you want. But...
1: Yeah, Yeah, and this isn't like a higher power, like... You know, we can go to our brothers and sisters like Christ has to confess. We don't have to go through a mediator to forgive us our sins and stuff. No. Like that's why we have Christ. That's why the veil was torn. And so, like, if you
3: confess your sins to Christ, to God, yeah, He is faithful and just to yeah. forgive
1: your sins. So you you can you can do that with Christ all you want. But I will, like John said, if you can find just a non-judgmental, or I should say a bad judgmental person, right? Because we we can righteously judge. But, like, if you can find someone who isn't going to condemn you Mm -hmm. for the thing that you're going to admit to them, which it can be hard sometimes. Sometimes you're going to open your heart, and that person's going to be like, what? You did what? And then they're going to put their airs on and think that they haven't sinned like you did, so it's completely different. So it can be hard because that's happened before. I, you know... I'm an open book, so I get stabbed in the heart a lot. I was telling someone that at work, you know. Um, But when you find that comfort and you actually find the friendship that's on such a deep spiritual level, like you actually have somebody to go to where you're not just nurtured physically or surface level. You can go to someone that you can find that inner healing. Which is Mm -hmm. what we need. And that's what we were called to be as human beings. Edify. You know, like. What is the purpose of the church, which is the body, is for the building of so an much, edification. There's so much judgment,
3: you know. There really is a lot of judgment in the church. And it's, and it's sad because, you know, we have each other to support each other to, so that we actually can heal, be healed, you know. What if we were helping each other be healed instead of, you know, casting stones mm-hmm. like the Pharisees. And uh, that's pride. It needs to be killed. Like it needs to be. Killed, it needs to be no. crucified. And it needs to be on it needs to be hung on that cross because it was. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, anyway. But there was something <laughs> you were talking about, and like I said, we're gonna kind of get into our topic, but a lot of this stuff, again, it, it's based on our identity and who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so excited to talk about this topic. <laughs> I'm I've literally since like college and stuff, I've wanted to put the word of identity out in the world, and I know that there's people who talk about it. I know there's pastors that talk about it. I know that there's books. Like I said, I'm reading a book right now with my wife. I'm trying to do a nightly devotional. Uh, typically, we do it like maybe once a week. We try to read a couple chapters because with kids, it's so hard sometimes. Two really young kids. Yeah, yeah. And You're just so tired. Um, but it's called Who I Am in Christ, and it's by Neil Anderson. I know I've said this on the podcast before. It, it, they're very short chapters. They're like he's got 36 chapters in there, but they're all like two to five pages long. And it's all on one concept of our identity. Every single book I think he's written, he always has a page that lists like verses and the concept of your identity in Christ, because he does like freedom from fear, freedom from guilt, freedom from shame. Um, You know, out of the darkness was like his big thing about pornography and sexual sin and stuff and, and, and everything. But A big part of his ministry, which is part of what you were saying in deliverance, is knowing your identity in Christ. A big part of us in the battle is knowing who we are in Christ. So we have to know the foundational truth of who we are, the promises that God has given us. And from that, out of that knowledge, that's how we put on our armor. Like we are rooted in the foundation of who Christ is and who he's made us to be. Um, so when we talk about these things, like when Heiser has revolutionized our idea of who we are in Christ, you know, the understanding that we were predestined to have a holy position next to God on the council with the angels helping to create things and make decisions. And that's why he put us in the Garden of Eden was to take that holiness throughout the world and to go forth and make disciples. Like it, it just, it, it puts you on a different plane of what the expectations of the originality of our creation was.
3: It's not just a seat at the at the council, though, it's a it's a literal seat with him. Yeah. I mean, like <clears throat> pulling out Revelation 3.21, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna jump all
1: over. Yeah. But, you know,
3: just as Christ was just when Christ conquered, you know, he was granted the seat on the Father's throne, you know, because he overcame. And he's like, and if <clears throat> if we overcome. We will also be granted to seat with Christ on His throne. So I just think it's like, you know how profound that is—that mm-hmm. we literally will get to rule and reign as co-heirs with the same exact inheritance as Jesus Christ. Um. He's the King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we get to we get to rule and reign with Him, and that's I and mean, that's what we're talking about. You know, identity in Christ, sons of God, being sons of God. What does it mean to be a son of God? What does it mean to be a son of a King? Yeah, yeah. Um, the most high yeah. King, you know? So yeah, it is going to be an exciting series to talk about this.
1: As I was preparing for this too, I know we've kind of joked about this before, but I was like, I know John's going to bring up the prodigal son again. <laughs> I'm just going to wait. I said, it would probably be like two I seconds almost, into the podcast. I, I, almost
3: a, I almost brought up the prodigal son before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah, no, it's going to, it's, I mean, obviously we're talking about sonship with our Messiah. Like it, this is, I know we've kind of hit on this before because, again, we want to hit on identity. Um, but, like, I guess I just want to go around and, like, ask, you know, to you guys, obviously, we're all sons of some dad or mom. What does that mean to you guys? Like, what do you think, like, when you think about a son, what, what, what comes to your mind? Like, I feel like, to me, like, you know, a father is someone who gives instruction and guidance. Um, and, and builds you up, right? Like, like, like we get a lot of our characteristics from our father. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what sonship, you know, means to me. It's like a shared,
3: like everything is shared mm-hmm. in some, in some way. If it's not shared completely now, it's going to be, you know, it's like, if you have, imagine if you have one son, you know, and you're, you're a good father, you're not, you know what I mean? Like <clears throat> I'm thinking of my son, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, if I died tomorrow, like, you know, He's ten, but you know. Okay, so like, if he's eighteen, you know, if I died when he was eighteen, he gets my house, you know. He gets my he gets my cars. He gets he gets everything that I own. Mm-hmm. He gets everything that I possess. I have other I have other children.
1: Depending too. But on let's the just pretend. administration, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Money will be worthless in yeah. eight years. You know. But um, <clears throat> but like you know, he he receives my inher- he receives the inheritance. He receives, you know, he is also yeah. I mean, like in a lot of ways probably a replica of me, his Mm -hmm. habits, his mannerisms, his the way he thinks and sees the world probably is similar to me, you know, or will be fully very similar. Like growing up, you know, I don't know how old I was before I realized I was like, I'm pretty much my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm very much like my dad. So, which is cool. I like that. I like my dad,
1: (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't know isn't it weird too you were saying that it's it's weird when you become a dad that you can see the things that your kid is learning that you're trying to teach him but the immutable characteristics that he has that you're like oh my gosh that is like me or that's like your mom like and that's not to say anything bad or whatever but you just see like oh, i'm probably gonna have to worry about this like yeah it's not something you realize until
3: you have a kid mm-hmm. you know you just don't get that mm-hmm. like seeing You replicated in a miniature version of yourself, external from you, it kind of freaks you out sometimes
1: Mm -hmm. in good ways or bad ways, you know. Yeah, and sometimes if you take it the right way, you're like, I'm like, oh man. I should have been a little bit easier on my parents. I know what they went through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, real. Yeah. Well, that's
3: what's cool, too. When you have kids, sorry, Kiefer and Mark, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you have kids, you, <laughs> you shaking his head. <laughs> not, not feeling sad. Yeah. Um, you, you hold on to that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, but well, what I was going to say was what's beautiful about having a son is, like, you get to understand God in a deeper way. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I've had a cat.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh don't totally go down don't go kidding. down the just pet bad, route bad, bad, man. bad so <laughs> many people with the yeah well you know we're thinking about get kids but we want to train up so we'll get a dog first or they call their dogs kids and stuff like that i'm like it's not the same there's a lot of things that overlap like happen to feed them and stuff but it is not the same no, it's, it's not, not like, the same at all you have yeah. to walk dogs
2: <laughs> you know, <walk> your kids. <laughs> they don't want
0: yeah, kids. Gotta, don't even exercise. A kid, got to wait a
3: whole year before they can even wobble oh, a couple yeah. of steps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, you just get to see, you get to understand aspect. It's a different aspect of the father, like understanding yeah. who the father is.
1: Well, you you understand like <clears throat> a father's love, right? You understand when it talks about God being so like disappointed when their his children are basically going against his will because he knows better, right? And so you're like sitting there. The father is really like trying to get us to walk, teach us and train us to walk. And we stumble and he's, it's like, no, no, he encourages us. But then we get to the point where we can make decisions. And God has said, you know, don't eat the fruit and we eat the fruit. He's like, why would you do that? I li- it's mm. the one thing I told you not to do. Like, don't Stop touch no, you know, taking the water and pouring it out onto the floor. You know, whatever it is, you know, like. It, it just, I was like, my son tonight. I made him, th- I made him tea and
3: it was hot, you know. And I was like, be careful. Take little sips. You know, my five-year-old and, you know, I was like, don't spill. I was like, don't spill it. Drink real slow. Don't spill it. Takes a sip, spills it immediately. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me! I just told you not to spill it. Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 things like that, you know. Um, you just, you get it, you know. It's mm-hmm. you get to see that, you know. God refers to himself as like Abba, you know. He's he's Daddy. He's he's yeah. uh, you know, people 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 make fun of us and say Sky Daddy. It's like, well, he is, you know. Yeah. It's not an insult.
1: Um, better than Sky Chemicals that created us out of nothing, right? I saw a TikTok video that well, you believe in your sky daddy that created everything, and she's like, "Yeah, but you believe in sky chemicals that came from nothing that created everything." So I think uh, I'll stick with my sky daddy, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, it's it's my kid's like in that no face. Like he liked to say no, but now he's like looking at me and saying no. Mm-hmm. Like he'll just be like, you "Drink this," and he'll be like, no, mm-hmm. and he'll run, like run away. <laughs> What's that? Rebellion. Oh, Something yeah. we can all yeah, but relate he, to. He's definitely a spirited leader. And he's going to be a leader. <laughs> so Amen. I need to coax that for the kingdom. So <laughs> But, uh, I kind, mean, you guys... Oh.
2: Well, that's kind of interesting that God, like, he refers to himself as a father. Mm-hmm. Almost knowing that, like, I'm going to have to mold and I'm going to have to character or, like, build character in you. But at the same time, it's like he also almost I mean he did know we were gonna eat the fruit. Like he knew we were gonna misbehave. Like like he said, I told I gave you one instruction
0: mm-hmm.
2: and like he, you go out of your way to break that. I mean not really go out of your way. But Satan,
3: he knew Satan's yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, too. Which he created Satan. No, right, I mean, right. Satan was gonna know, came right. to the the same destroy.
2: destroyed. Like, hey, I'm gonna make the snake. Hey, I'm gonna tell you to talk to animals. I'm gonna go away real quick. I'm just gonna watch, see what <laughs> you're gonna do. So it's it's just interesting like and God refers to himself as the father. Like he he doesn't come in and go, "Hey, I'm going to be your buddy. I'm going to let you do whatever you want to do," like a certain snake figure in the Bible. Whereas God's like, "No, here are the rules. Here's the regulations. Play by the rules, you'll win. Break the rules, you lose." So it's it's just interesting that he like refers to himself as that kind of as a father, but also as like a caretaker, and and like it it's is, what a father is supposed to be, right? Yeah. Right? It's molding, it's molding <clears throat> you, but you know, fathers do have to be hard on their kids sometimes, you know.
3: Well, yeah, think, I mean, it's like you think, you know, God laid out, man, God has all these rules in the Bible. It's like, God, no, it's not, it's not about the rules. It's, it's literally, it's literally, people forget that there's like an enemy in the playing field, mm-hmm. like there is, there is an enemy that exists. And there is like this whole governing system that like is going on behind the scenes that the enemy is exploiting and using. And God sees all this stuff and goes, if you do this, it's going to hurt you. You know, if you do this, you're going to be protected. Yeah. And it's like everything, every law that God has for us, every commandment, every, every suggestion, everything that's written in his word you know, it's, if we obey it, it's helpful for us. It's not just these rules that like follow this or else, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a good father is not going to, you know, why do you have curfew? Well, so that you're not out crashing cars at two in the morning, you mm-hmm. know, like so you're not out sleeping around. Like, you know what I mean? There's rules for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people probably had to abide by certain rules that just
1: made no sense, you know, but, yeah. our, but our parents are imperfect, you know, mm-hmm. God isn't. So, but we, look at, we do look at the law so wrong, right? Like people who aren't Christians, and even Christians, they, they think like that. Like the laws are, the, oh, it's, Christianity is a, is a list of things not to do, so it's not fun, you know? And it's like, no, no, like literally what God is trying to say is this is how you love. This, literally, if you want the fullness of life, this is how you go about it. Because the fullness of life is not murder. The, how can you have the fullness of life and love if you're murdering people? You're literally ending life. You know, you can't blaspheme the one who created you. Like that doesn't make sense. I gave you life. Yeah. Like what 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 was more unloving than than disrespecting the one who created you? You you know, and then it's going on and saying these things. Why would you take why would you bear someone's name in vain? You know? So you wouldn't do that with your friend and stuff. A, a friend wouldn't really take his friend's name in vain. So you go through all these things and you think well, oh man, I didn't look at it that way. That's so weird because it's like, if you really love someone, are you going to covet their wife? You know, if you really love someone, are you going to steal their stuff? Are you, if you really love someone, are you, you know, it's, so we we have this weird look at things where we twist things in our brain and it's probably Satan and and him twisting it and lying to us, whispering in the ear. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's what he did with the fruit, right? The one law that he gave us in Eden, he twisted that and said, no, no, that's not what it means. Well that's what he does with the commands. Oh yeah, it's just a, they're just prudes. They're just prudes in the church, man. Yeah, you're not going to have fun if you're in there. I mean, how much fun have you guys had as Christians? Like I I've never needed to get drunk to be an idiot. Like I you know, like I've always said that when people are always like, "Oh yeah, I could tell you all these crazy stories and stuff." And it's like, "Well, yeah, I probably need to be drunk to lock myself outside my car and sleep and get pneumonia." Like, I wouldn't do that on my own thing, but at the same time, like, I don't need that to go out and have fun with my friends. Well, I think
3: it's, like, interesting because people think that, you know, well, you were just, you were indoctrinated to be a Christian. You know, if you grew up in the church, mm-hmm. it's like, nah, nah, because I was rebelling. Man, I was rebelling from a very young age. I was, I've done everything, you know. I've mm-hmm. I've explored the world. It, not literally, like you, Mark, mm-hmm. but, you know, I've, ex- <laughs> I've explored all the sins of the world, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh you know, it's like it 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 puts you in such a place where yeah, it's like it's bondage, it's it's depression, it's anxiety. I don't care what you say, man. Everyone who everyone has anxiety, everyone's got depression, everyone's you know how many people are suicidal or have had suicide? Because there's demons out there, man. The enemy is yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. And he gets his access through sin and through rebellion and through the witchcraft of the world. And you know, being a Christian, man, is freedom. There's freedom in Christ. <clears throat> freedom in knowing your identity. I know you're That's looking right. at the clock, so we should jump into the verses, you know. But
1: I, 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 I just think I just, that, like— The clock's not pointed my way, so I can't see <laughs> where we're
3: at. But, um, you know, it's just—it there's it protects us. You know, there's so much freedom in Christ. There's, there's such a great feeling. Jesus came to give life and life abundantly, John yeah, 10, okay. 10. You know, like, we're supposed to feel alive. We're not dead. Uh, you know, our flesh is dead. You know, we're a new a new creation, We've been given a spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, you know, like, we get the, yeah, we get the fruit of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit. And, and, uh, that's a natural, um, you know, that's the natural fruit that comes with living this life and, living you in know, the spirit yeah. living in the spirit yeah and living in life of sin it's like the world thinks that's like you know this this is it's way better to do that stuff and it's like it's not yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's torment it's it's bondage it's chains it's living you know it's living in egypt now, i mean the israelites mm-hmm. they wanted to turn back around you know they're out wandering in the wilderness on their way to the promised land they wanted to turn back you know it was better we had you know we at least had shelter and food you know whatever yeah. Yeah, but you were slaves yeah. You know, it's but like it familiar people are to them. it was familiar to it's them. It's kind it was of comfortable weird that you, to them. You yeah. say
1: that cuz I was going to we were talking about the video that I was watching right before this about the sunship. Um, there's another video uh, tool that I would recommend from Mark DeJesus on YouTube about the sunship and uh, he was making that point about how they wanted to turn back from to Egypt so many times because it well, it's what was familiar Mm -hmm. Like, but they had to go out in the wilderness to something that was unexpected and new, but because they didn't listen to God, it's almost like God said, well, if you're not going to listen to me, I'm going to wait until this generation has departed before I let the new generation actually go into the promised land and they'll receive the promise. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, he was saying that they just wanted to keep going back to Egypt. It was like that That was the one thing they had prayed for, for how many years in bondage, to be freed from that. Mm -hmm. But they wanted to go back to that because that's what they knew. They were Mm -hmm. comfortable in it. And plus, sometimes that's that victimhood mentality. Mm -hmm. I can be, I feel like I don't have to produce anything when I'm being oppressed because I can just cry out, I'm a victim. I need people to do stuff for me. But then when you get that freedom, what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you do with it? God is saying, no, you're free now. You are free now, literally, but all you have to do is obey my commands. Mm-hmm. Such simple things that's hard to do. You know, we were saying about that earlier, just submit. Submit mm-hmm. is such a simple command, but it's one of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. You literally are giving up your whole life and the authority over to God, right? We've literally lived our lives saying, this is what is good for me. But then you, when you realize that you have a God that knows and created you intimately that knew what love was, that because he is love, it's like, man, like I need to give that over to him. You start realizing how much garbage is in your life, how you, how much garbage you've allowed in your life, how much garbage you put out in life. Then you're like, God, I want to be more loving. Please make me more loving. Like I want to be a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. Um, a child that
0: is a, you know, basically symbolizes you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to read our verse, Josh, as long as we're pretty much here anyways. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, it comes from John 1, 12, But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. So, I mean, I, yeah, I feel like that's right what you're what you're talking about there, yeah. Josh. Um, but to all who did receive Him, so it's like this active thing of stepping out in faith, right? We're we're born into the sin nature. But it takes us actually, like, making that conscious decision yeah. by the faith that he already gave us anyways. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, but, like, stepping out and, all right, yeah, submitting, submitting to that authority. Yeah. And even to those who believe in his name. So,
1: again, like, everything comes from God. Even our ability to choose him is the—and I think this is what that is, that where he gives us that faith— I think what that's pointing to is he gave us the ability to choose. So, like, he gives us the ability to choose him or not choose him.
3: It's like, well, he gives us the faith. Yeah. I was like, oh, are we going down the Calvinism route here? Mm-hmm. No, but like, he gives you the, gives you the ability to choose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, <clears throat> I think that I think this is where people are confused with faith. You know, it's like he gives us the faith, he draws us in, but we still have to step out in faith. Like, we still have mm-hmm. to get out of the boat and walk on the water. Yeah. You know, like we have to choose to speak. You know, what mm-hmm. do you do when you activate faith? You know, tell that mountain to go into the sea. It will be done. Well, you have to open your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, God said all you need is the grain of a mustard seed, which he gives you. Mm-hmm. You know, but like you still got to do something. You got to lay your hands on the person. You got yeah. to open your mouth. You got to believe. Yeah, You have to choose to believe. Mm-hmm. You know, so <clears throat> there is that action Still on mm-hmm. our side, and that's that's in that freedom, mm-hmm. you know. It's like you like you were saying before, you know, you get this this it's like scary to have so much freedom. Now what? What do I do now? Mm-hmm. And it's like <clears throat> that's why humans are are held accountable too, because we should know better. Mm-hmm. We're made in the image of God, yeah. and it's like people are ignorant, people in the world who are blind. It's like, you know, where is God? Like, why isn't why doesn't he do this? Why doesn't he do that? It's like we are made in his image. We are su- we are supposed to be him in place of him here on earth.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: To the spirit. Ca- that's what it means to be ca- what that's what it means to carry his image. There's 7 billion mm-hmm. of us on this planet carrying his image. Mm-hmm. And we're letting the world go to crap because of, mm-hmm. you know, Satan taking, you know, being taken advantage of yeah. the enemy and we're ignorant to his devices.
1: I think that's partially, you know, reading through Mark and stuff, one of the hard verses that is like, he who has given a lot, more will be given to him, but he who is given little, that will be taken away. And I feel like God just dropped a little bit in this conversation on that, that like, it's talking about the saved and the not saved. Like, people who are not saved don't have that much to give. So it's going to be taken away from them at the end in the judgment. But for those who are in Christ, you've been given everything. You've been given complete freedom, right? You've been given the gifts of the Spirit. You've been given that freedom. A so, place at God's table. Yeah. A place on His throne. But again, <laughs> place to, with, yeah. to, to those who have been given more, more is expected. required yeah. and expected. Mm-hmm. But that only makes sense then, right? Because for those who are in Christ and know the love of Christ, it is our mission to go out and spread that. Mm-hmm. That's why it was so upsetting when the religious leaders were suppressing the news yeah. of the gospel so it's it's like, you know, we need to make sure that we are spreading the gospel. We are, you know, in whatever way that means, yeah. but we are a part of that co-mission, you know. It's called a co-mission for a reason. We mm-hmm. go out with Christ, with the Spirit, mm-hmm. to spread that Spirit around. So, um, yeah, no, that that's I think that's something that, you know, maybe I'm taking that out of context or whatever, but I feel like God just kind of revealed that to me a little bit, is that, you know, if— if you're given little, it's going to be taken away from you because you don't believe. You're not doing anything that much isn't expected of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just like with the parable of the,
0: the talents, you well, know. Was it that it's taken away or is just little is required? To those that little is given, little is required. Isn't uh, that is not it?
1: No, the uh, actual um, story or, or the parable that the, he uses is like with the talents, to those who are given, I, I, more will be given. on. I run. really
3: Since we were on this conversation, I wanted to bring up uh, John chapter 9. <clears throat> Um, where he says, uh, 939, John 939, Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. I, I, you know, just go, I don't know why I brought that up, but I was, I was, I was just reading this the other day and I just think that that final verse, just like once you're at one, now that you see your, your guilt's on, you now, like you Mm -hmm. have that accountability now and you're talking about like the world is given little, you know, so they don't, they're in the dark, you know, they.
1: But I think too, that, that that's when he's specifically talking to the Pharisees You see, to me, because my understanding is— He knew what their hearts, he saw them. But they, I think what he's saying there, just like with the blasphemy of the Spirit, is they knew who he was. They saw that because, again, we were just talking earlier about how their synagogue leaders, very few of them reference the Bible, but they do come up to Jesus and they recognize the power that he has. They ask for him to heal his daughter. They ask for them to do these things. So they know— that he is healing and he is doing these things. So they know who he is, but they're denying him and attributing demonic things to the spirit and to him. And so Jesus is so harsh on them because of that, because he knows that they literally, all they care about is their prestige, their honor, their place of dignity on earth, like what people think of them. So that's all they care about. They become no better than the governments who have been corrupt like Rome.
3: I guess I was bringing bringing it up though, in that way though, the way God views us, or you know like the way if if you if you hear the gospel message and you reject it mm-hmm. if you've heard it or you've seen it operate in power you know it's like and you walk away from that rejecting it mm-hmm. you know
0: you're choosing like mind. you're
3: your you're, you're, that accountability is on you yeah i mean there's mm-hmm. verses that talk about that too mm-hmm. you know you're you're held more accountable <clears throat> yeah. if you if you've rejected it openly mm-hmm.
1: but Let's uh, take another verse here, Galatians 3.26, uh, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So, um, a lot of these verses that we're going to be talking about through identity, again, just like with freedom, you're going to find that there's a common theme through all of this in the Bible, faith. So, what makes us sons of God? Faith in what? In Christ Jesus. So this is why when people, they start talking, when I talk to anybody about secular stuff, um, I even mentioned this the other day to some guy at work. I said, the difference between any other religion and our religion is Jesus Christ. There's really three religions out there. And that comes down to Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. Christianity. I said, and the difference is Christ. And I said, all three of those have a common history up until about the sons of Abraham, right? That's when I think Ish- is it, um, Ishmael. Ishmael and uh, his brother that split for the Muslim and, and the Jewish and Christian right. faith. And then you get down all the way from that to uh, the, Messiah, the Messiah coming through the Davidic line. And so Islam is still waiting for theirs, but they still believe in Jesus. They just don't believe that he was the Messiah, oddly enough. Well, a lot of Jewish people that... Are beholden to the whole. Well, they just bought his body and, you know, took his body from the from the grave. And he's not really the Messiah. We're waiting for a man, not God. Um, well, the Quran, well, the
3: Quran Messiah. even says like fo- like follow the Gospels and the old and the old law and the no. law. So I mean, they're told to read the entire Bible. Like the Bible is part of the book mm-hmm. of. Of you
1: know yeah, yeah of Islam
3: so I mean like, how and how many how many what's the population of that it was like five billion people if you like yeah, count yeah, all that something, together yeah it's, something it's like crazy. the majority of the world is like some way shape or form based the religion out of the Bible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: but you know it, I come down to you know like that that that's the difference right is it, it's Jesus Christ in some sense yeah. that's mm-hmm. literally why he's such he's the most influential person because it, the he's the <clears throat> linchpin for everything what you believe about him. What your faith is, is going to lead where your life goes. Hmm. That's why there is discrepancies among, you know, even Jehovah's Witnesses and um, Mormons and stuff. A big debate on whether they're Christians or not because... What is your belief on Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. If your belief in Jesus Christ is that he is the God, he came to save you yeah. and wash over your sins, whatever you put over that, it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. What you believe in Jesus Christ is what gets you to heaven. Hallelujah. And then your faith in that, because that's what the Bible says. It's yeah, a good word. You, so I know there's people that call themselves Baptists, that if you go back to the original Doctrine of what Baptists are, you're not a Baptist, according to that. You know, and it's such a, if we go to any denomination in Christianity, it's such a wide breadth from what we would consider conservative evangelism to woke evangelism. And you could find probably any church with any denomination under any part of that spectrum. But the linchpin is always Jesus Christ and what you believe in him. I don't care what your thoughts, well... I kind of do, but I don't care what your thoughts are on spiritual gifts and stuff. I don't care about—I I care more about, like, pre premillennial. I don't care about I, that stuff. I do stuff. care
3: about that stuff, but that's not going to yeah, make me not, yeah. like, love you as a brother or see you as a yeah. brother or sister
1: in Christ. Yeah. Just because like, I came and, out of cessationism. And we have a lot of rules.
3: Yeah, just when because it comes I came to out, out of
1: cessationism do. doesn't mean I don't still love those people. Like, I, I obviously do. They're my brothers in Christ. I just— wish that they would see and operate in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and like that's what I'm praying for. I'm still praying for that in my life. But yeah, you know? I mean it's
3: like it's scary. You know, I was, you know I spent a lot of time on TikTok and you know you're gonna come across, you know, there's a lot of TikTok is one of those platforms where it pushes out diet like topics really easily. Yeah. You know, you just it pushes it out into the world, you know? And <clears throat> there's there's a lot of people on there, you know, that literally will say, you know, if you're eating pork, if you're, if you're, if you're you know, not eating kosher as a Christian, that you're not, you're in a realm where you need to repent. You're following false doctrine. You're, you're, you're a heretic, you mm-hmm. know, and then you get, you come across people who, you know, I, I heard Calvinism called like a, a false religion and heresy. And it was like, you you are near doomed, doomed to hell for like believing Calvinism. It's like, okay, people, listen, Calvinists believe in Jesus Christ. Like, they, they, yeah. like, it's what we're talking about. Yeah. It's like we have varying differences. Like an Armenian is a Christian. A Calvinist is a Christian. We're all Christians, right? Yeah. We just believe varying differences of a lot of, the, a lot of the different verses that we try to balance in there because there are a lot of verses that, yeah. you know, coincide with Calvinism. And then there's verses that are like anomalies where it's like, yeah. eh, well, you know, is it really, you know, it's just human beings trying to make sense of, All of it. Because we're obsessed with that. We're obsessed with knowing the inherency of the Bible. We have to know every little detail down to its... You mean
1: you can't 100% know everything God knows? Yeah. Like, (laughs) you need other people to piece together a puzzle with you? It's almost like God created us for each other. Yeah. um, Like, dependent (laughs) completely upon Him. Yeah. Like... Interesting.
3: It's funny, though, because people, you know, it's like we argue over this stuff as as Christians, you know, like this is what's right. This is what's not right. This is what's right. This is what's not right. Meanwhile, there's a guy on the
1: side of the road who needs food with a sign saying we'll work for money. God bless you. And we're sitting here arguing over whether we're going to be raptured before the tribulation or not.
3: Well, that's why I got out of, like, apologetics. I used to be, like, deep into apologetics, and I was like—I get that that's, like, a platform, but oftentimes people are just arguing, and no one actually changes. You know, it's just, like—it's just knowledge being puffed up, and we're called to love. You know, it's like maybe if you, like, just love that person really well or maybe, you you know, you demonstrated a spiritual gift in front of them, they would change their mind. You know, but we're, we're so obsessed with trying to be right with our, you know, with our knowledge, with the way yeah. we sound. Can we use really big words and get more people to follow the the creed that I developed, you know, the the thesis that I nailed onto my wall? You know, it's like we, we look at all these people, and all these religious leaders— and these, these people who branch, you know, important figures in the church, you know, obviously they did a lot of good things, you know, but like at the same time, <clears throat> we've gotten so far away from what's important. And that's literally just love, yep. like just love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And, and, and <laughs> you know, if yeah. you, if you believe Christ, yeah, is God that came in the flesh, died for you, covered you, you know, with his blood and you have faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're a Christian. You're going to be in heaven. Well,
1: you know it's crazy too because like wisdom is a good thing, right? God says wisdom is a great thing. He gifted Solomon. Amen. With so obviously wisdom is good, and if we didn't have wisdom, we wouldn't know how to truly love, right? The the Bible is literally revelation that God has given us on how to better love. We talked about that. The law was a way to point us to love, but to also show our our iniquity that led us to Christ, right? That we were. We needed a propitiation for our sins that we couldn't do it. Like, we couldn't be holy on ourselves. God had to create a system for us to be holy. So, it, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's like what you said. What does Jesus say is the greatest? Or I guess Paul says that, you know, the greatest of these are faith, love, and hope, right? But the greatest of those even is love because the others will... Will fade away because when we're with christ we won't need that faith we won't need that hope because he's already there so if you don't have love you're just a noisy gong yeah so so here's the thing like if you have this great wisdom and you're just lording it over people and teaching people what good is that if you don't have love but here's a crazy thing if you truly have wisdom what is true wisdom fear of the lord right and what is that going to bring you to? It's going to bring you to the realization that God is the head of everything and you shouldn't lord it over people, that you should love people, right? Mm-hmm. So if you fear the Lord, you're going to obey his commands, which the greatest commands are, like you said, love the God love God first and foremost, mm-hmm. and then love others as yourself. Mm-hmm. And even Paul I says, uh, mm-hmm. says, like, you know, I love you as Christ has loved me. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to show you that love. And we go back to the Old Testament, love the Lord your God, first, you know, with all your heart, mind, and soul. That's like the the thing that they repeated over and over. That was the big linchpin, right? So. If the, if the laws were there in the Old Testament to point us to how to truly love people, so parents weren't killing their sons, they were bringing them in front of a court so that they wouldn't kill their sons, you know, they wouldn't stone them to death. That people that were caught in adultery would come to the court so they wouldn't actually stone them like people think they were just using the Old Testament laws to do. This was to bring a, a love... To come around women and the oppressed and, and the orphans and the widows and the sons and the daughters and the slaves, like that's what the law was intended for. But people abused that and didn't see it. So they were always trying to find the way for them to be better. But like you're saying, that's what it comes back to, right? It comes back to how do I truly love? How do how do I truly show mercy and grace? Because God says you've you've given off, off offerings and tithings, you fasted. But what do I want more? That or mercy? That or love? That or forgiveness? And that's what Ezekiel says. That's what the New Testament says. Jesus says. You know that. So when you get the stories like there, the disciples are picking the corn or the wheat from the the field as he's going and healing the the guy with the the, the hand, and the the synagogue leaders come up and say, "Hey, you were picking wheat on Sunday." He said, don't you realize that David did this and you guys were okay with that? These people need to eat. Like, is that not a greater thing to do? The Sabbath is not made for man, but the man is made for, or man is not made for Sabbath, but the Sabbath is made for man. Mm-hmm. Because God loves us. You know, so that that's the hard battle. It's like, so where is the leniency in God? He's always going to err on the side of grace because he is graceful. He's always going to show mercy and compassion. Um until that condemnation needs to come, mm-hmm. but he's always going to be long suffering, right? That's a part of the fruits of the spirit. So he's going to be long suffering, and right now he is probably suffering long. Seeing <laughs> you, yeah. you know. So, but he's he's waiting. So, yeah. yeah I mean, that that's that's those immutable characteristics mm-hmm. that we're supposed to have. We're supposed to forgive. We're supposed to love. We're supposed to be long suffering. Mm-hmm. Like you said before, John. That's the great thing about God, is He is those things. Mm-hmm. So Jesus showed those things. So. Yeah, it all comes back to that. If you have great wisdom, you will find very quickly because I asked God for that. And now I'm like, man, God, I wish I would have asked for a heart like David more. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have asked like the ability to go out and like love people like the disciples did, showing Mm -hmm. them the way. It's not too late for you, man. (laughs) <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. But but that you know, that's what I am clamoring for right now. So yeah. that's why I have this big battle in my life. Should I quit my job and go out to the streets and preach to these people? There's so many people that yes. need it. Like, is it more worth it, like Rich Mullen said, to go to the Native American population who would probably be more willing to listen to the word of God than a wealthy American, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not to say condemnation against anyone rich, but man, like they're the homeless are probably clamoring for Jesus. Because they probably see more things than than just regular people who are blinded by everything. I think a lot of them know Jesus, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Some of yeah, them are some angels. Way, yeah. mm-hmm. Some of them are angels, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's just the stark reality of Revelation God giving. He's like, well, if you truly have wisdom... You, Probably should be seeking after love.
3: Yeah, I just think that, like, well, you know, I was saying, you know, just people—we're just always arguing. You know, Christians are always arguing just about this is this isn't right. You know, this isn't right, and it's all just—it really all is meaningless. Yeah, at the end of the day. Really is just most of it is me, and I know people are gonna be like, "What?" You know, there's there's like those people out there who's like, "No, no, the word of the God, we have to. It's gotta be perfect. We got to be perfect with it." It's like not everyone's perfect, man. Not all of us are theologians. God, yeah. Jesus didn't say you need to be a theologian to follow me.
0: Yeah,
3: it's like no, you just need to love. <laughs> like yeah, you, know, that's yeah. that's what you need to get right. And, you know, it's I think their
2: identity are, is wrapped up in more like the religiosity aspect. Mm-hmm. What do I look
3: like to other yeah. people? Where's my yeah. acceptance? You know, yeah. mm-hmm. and that it is, it is pride. It, it really is scary. We're going to discover, you know, at, at, at the BEMA seat, you know, people are going to discover a lot of what they did was for themselves. Sat, yeah. I mean, that, that's for me, my, myself too. Yeah. A lot of us, most oh, of yeah. us.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. And thank God it's by grace that we were saved. Yeah. But, I mean, it really is like, you know, I'm
1: Christianity not— Yeah,
3: I mean, it, well, I just think about it. You know, like, how much of what I do, you know, is is for myself in some way, shape, or form? You know, and it it—, it, it Right? Yeah. I mean, like, even the good things, even the good Christian things that we do, you know, even when we love other people, even when we give to the poor, even when we go out of our way, you know, to— you know, I, I've thought about that. I pray about that. You know, like, God, I, I don't, I'm not doing this deliverance ministry because I want to be some special person. Mm, how much you, know? you getting paid to say that, bro?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's Well, a... like I was
3: saying, but I got a lot of work. I got yeah. a huge, heavy workload ahead of me, and there's no money in that. So I'm praying, you know, just literally a literally praying joke. for money to come in.
1: Uh, John had someone comment on his deliverance ministry, how much he was getting paid to say this. And I told him I wanted to respond back, that dude's broke. I know him. He's broke. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know? Dude, I had some guy come out to me say, like, oh, you're just a ghost. Like, he made a video about me. And he was like, Oh, you're a Ghostbuster. You, you're like, you get you you charge money so people and I was like, excuse me, I don't charge anything. <laughs> like, and I would never charge yeah. money from someone who's in bondage. So yeah. I I like he didn't have any reply after that. And he's like, Yeah, you made a bunch of assumptions. A Christian guy. Yeah, his sure. his account is in holiness. And here <laughs> he is accusing me of charging money to do for people. And he's like, no, and it's yeah. like, no. So, and he, you know, he's all puffed yep. up in his, man, it just frustrates me. It frustrates yep. me that people walk around all puffed up in their knowledge. And it's like, yeah. I feel like we're not even on the actual topic tonight no, was, well, no, with but, identity I mean, has, in christ
2: that but, has a lot to do with identity Is people focusing <clears throat> on you know their own view of themselves versus mm-hmm. focusing on how god sees
1: them skewed yeah up, you that's know. yeah it's a good point thanks well, plus it's for like them. children like you know we, we have i have a couple of children so it's they haven't gotten to the point where they're fighting but sons fight right i i was a brother oh, yeah we fought and it was over stupid stuff and my dad's just sitting there saying like oh, this is ridiculous, you know. Like, and so that—that that is a picture of that. Is it's like we we have to recognize that we are a family, like you know we 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 need to work together. I mean, how many times do we have to say that? You know, we we talk about unity, we talk about forgiveness, we talk about these things, but then we don't live it out. Yeah, you know. And and and, and again, that's this isn't any criticism that I am not putting on myself. You know, I, I've talked to you guys about how Satan has tried to, you know, to use the word like molest my mind yeah. i i even on on, on this it's not going to work like people have their own things they they're going to, out to do them. and it's like that's not true i know that's not true i know your guys's heart and i have to remind myself of that yeah, to capture every thought yeah but it, it but it's hard you know because he, he attacks <laughs> you on the personal things that you have let him have a stronghold in your mm-hmm. life and so it's like you know you're saying john then you get into the group and you're john's like yeah, I love coming to these things. This is awesome. And then you're just like, oh, my heart just drops because it's like, why would that thought even pop up in your mind? Like, it's such a stupid, evil thing. Yeah, it's tannic. And and, and it's, it's like, really just the enemy. Yeah, and and then you think back to all that stuff, and it's like, no, no, I really love, like, I, I do. I love coming to these things. And I wonder if that's a part of it. It's, it's just that, like, the times that, Satan attacks us with disease or whatever it is, and we can't get together, that it's just like I I enjoy this so much that I need it because there's so much garbage at work that I have to deal with that, like, this is, like, you know, part of fellowship. It's As much as I love church, this is even deeper than that.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, it's like even if we, I mean, like, I'm hoping we get more listeners, you know, it will grow. The channel will grow, you know. But even if we had, like, three listeners, I don't really care. Like, I, I love coming in here and talking about this stuff with you guys. Um, you know, we talk longer before and after the podcast yeah. too. You know, which we this is a to,
1: snippet uh, of our six and a half hour uh, yeah. conversation. Yeah,
3: for real, we're, we go into the more yeah crazier stuff when we're not we're right. mic
1: tough. And then we go play but, um, two hours of foosball.
3: Oh, yeah, we go play some foosball too. Yeah, but I, you know, just like the
1: bears, I lose all the time. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's six.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a room with a bunch of packers. But yeah, no, um this yeah, I know we are here kind of getting to our limits. so for today's episode, but yeah, no, I think this is a good introduction. I mean, we we've we've hit on being a son of God before and we've got a lot more scripture. Um I was just telling the guys that I, as we go through this identity, um I we we are going to take our time through this because I think it's such an important thing. And I want to lay out, I know I don't have all the verses in the Bible that, you know, relate to these things. But I want to try to give as many verses as possible because I want you to see how many verses there is an actual identity. And I'm not even going to do that justice. Like, I mean, because identity starts at the beginning. In the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, uh, God, cr- you know, created us. And and so I just, I just His want people image, to know. Yeah. yeah, I just want people to know that. God created you for a purpose. Like there is so much more to the Bible than we give it credit for. There's so much more to God than we give him credit for, you know.
3: There's so much more to being a Christian than American churchianity has ever expounded upon. And I think we've maybe even brought this up before. Mm -hmm. People are scared. We're scared to go all in like Paul because it's like, well, I'm not Paul. It's like Paul was writing all these letters. You know, he was writing all these these letters to all these churches, you know, trying to bring them up to that place. Yeah. You know, we read all these texts. We read all we quote all these scripture verses. Like this is Paul. Like, listen, guys, you know, mm-hmm. there is so much more yeah. in and your he was freedom doing that as a
1: prisoner, <laughs> as a prisoner in yeah. jail,
3: <clears throat> you know, it, like what we will we open this with too? You know, like, what what does it mean to be able to be granted the seat seated with Christ? We're seated with him, with him. Like, we we need to actually listen to the words there. Mm. The spoken word of God. What does it mean to be seated with him?
0: Yeah,
3: And that verse, you know, we'll read this one out. Galatians 4, 7, you know, he had this one, listen. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So what does it mean to be an heir? You know, it's like there's so much more going on mm-hmm. than just following rules and going to church for an hour and a half uh, once a week. So...
0: So yeah, I'm
1: excited for this series. That's mm-hmm. the scripture I was going to say that I thought you were going <laughs> to piggyback off with the uh, prodigal son. So oh, sure.
0: was,
3: that's we'll going to be in the, for gotta, next episode. Have we'll have to there. we'll have to get that going. I've been thinking about the prodigal son story. Yeah, I know, I know, I it's cooking. It's cooking in there right now. <laughs> I really, want, I really want it to come out. <laughs> I, I,
1: even, even as I was, like, like, like I said, I was prepping. I was like, I hear John wanting to call me about the prodigal son. Saying, I just got, I got a feeling for God. I need to tell you about the prodigal son. But yeah. <laughs> no, uh, anything else before
0: we kind of leave off any final yeah, thoughts? Mark, did Mark, you or... have anything? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I feel like you guys closed that out really well. But, um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool you ended with that Galatians 4-7 because, yeah, you had framed the beginning of this conversation, Josh, around what does it mean to be a son? Like, what do you think of in your relationship with your father? And that's actually, and you went there right away too, John, but that's where my mind went. It's inheritance, right? Like, I don't know, it's a weird thing to think about, but, you know, use that context of if you had that one son who was 18, you passed away. Like, yeah, gosh, you know, he is inheriting everything that you had created up to that point. Like, that's what God has for us, right? He's the yeah. ultimate creator, and he, he wants all of it for us, but we have to reach out and accept it. We have to, we have to step out in that faith. Okay. Um. So, yeah, man, I don't know, just rehashing old things. But, yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm excited on this series, too, you know? Like, yeah, these are big thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's weird, too, because, like, our inheritance from our earthly fathers is death and destruction, whereas from God, it's life. Yeah, dude, that's life, good. Life, yeah, and yeah. creation. Yeah. As loving as our, our dads can be and as best as they can raise us up, you know, without God, it doesn't matter. It's, yeah. it's you know? So, yeah. hopefully, what they are doing is pointing us to that life, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, Kiefer, any uh, final thoughts over there? That's good. Just kind of listening. Um, no, it's very
2: interesting. And it's going to be cool to dive in to just, you know, that I like that inheritance and identity kind of duality almost because yeah. it is it's like you get your identity from your father, yeah. you get the inheritance from your father if you earn it. And I mean, for us to earn it, we we have a lot of. What could be considered rules and regulations, but it's almost—I don't know—it's—it's it's a better way of identifying instead yeah. of you know walking around and me 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 you know yeah, like, like which
3: respect. yeah it's respect Am I respect my father you know yeah, yeah. And, and like the ideal father you
2: know and so yeah. many people just walk around, including maybe some people who in the church just me 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 like that stepping stepping out of faith, submitting to authority—it's like. You know, it's it's just it's just very interesting. Um, yeah. How much do we do for ourselves versus for God? Oh, like yeah, I wrote that down, and circled it. Like yeah. that's
1: that's yeah. that's big. Yeah, because it's it, it's,
2: it's yeah, it catches you off guard. Yeah. Like,
1: uh oh, Mark 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 and I were talking about that the other week, mm-hmm. and oh, man, it, it's such heavy. This is yeah. why I was saying earlier. Like when you become a Christian, you realize your sin more and more. You realize how deep the taint goes, like the taintedness of, of your soul goes. The
3: filthy rags yeah, that is like, your goodness.
1: Yeah. And, and so <clears throat> Jesus pulls that off, and that's why he says, don't worry. It's yeah. not because of what you did. Yeah. It's because of what I've done. And guess what? It's not going to be because of what you're doing or what you're going to do mm-hmm. because I've already done it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what's, so abide that's in me. the crazy thing is that, yeah. again, we have been justified. If you are a Christian, you have already been justified. Walk it out. You have already been sanctified. Walk it out. You have already. You you have the fruits of the Spirit. Walk it out. And it is so hard with this life that just pounds us all the time. But let's not be the seed that gets trampled or that gets choked out by the weeds, scorched Uh, by the sun. Yep we we are going to be that mustard seed that lets others come to Christ and perch on the branches of the gospel. And so, yeah, that's the challenge today is just, um, you know, build your identity. Uh, Maybe take some of these verses, post them on your wall, Um, you know, understand that you have an inheritance in in God. We're going to talk about that more um, next episode. Um, Yeah, but uh, think about your dad. Think about your if you are a dad, you know, your relationship with your son. Uh, We can see the imperfections in our relationships, but just remember that with Christ, and with God, it's a perfect relationship, at least from His 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 direction. Um, so, yeah, just rest in that image. Um, you guys, any of you have like a challenge that we could send out to? Um...
3: No, I think that's just good. Yeah, do do a like a word study, a Bible, like a Bible yeah. verse study on identity. I think <clears throat> um, identity in Christ verses specifically is something we as Christians should be like quoting and reading every single day. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. You know, just Google search "identity in Christ" verses, and and yeah. and pull up the list of 100 verses or 200 verses. You know, and just read them, go through them, mm-hmm. post them, write them on sticky notes.
1: These should be part of our weapons Reflect. of war. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we need to know who we are. Yeah. yeah, Satan comes and attack you. You should be able to pull out. I am a child of God. Yeah, yeah. What verse can I go to and start <clears> reading those? Or? And believe it. Yeah, by faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening uh, again. We, I know we say it a lot, but we really do appreciate you guys who are listening. Yeah. Um, please try to get the word out. Again, when it comes down to it, we don't care how many listeners are out there. Like John said, we don't care about the money because there is none right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy.
1: <laughs> but, uh, you know, we really just want people to know and and love Christ. I, yeah. I mean, we want we want to love you guys just as much, too. So if there's anything we can pray for you guys, we do have a Facebook page. Um, Please go there. We're working on getting a a studio set up. We're getting really close to that being done um, so you guys can see our faces. um, And then maybe we can do like live chats or, you know, questions and stuff. But uh, if you guys have prayers and stuff, um, you can go to our, uh, like I said, our Facebook page on Heart of the Matter and, um, you know, write a prayer in there. Um, But, yeah, we'd like to hear from you guys. Um, if you need deliverance, if you feel like you want to be set free from some things, you want some prayer. Um, if you have a question on guidance, I mean, we'll we'll try to give the best answer we can get. Um, but, yeah, we just wanted to extend that out. And um, thanks for listening. We'll talk about uh, being an heir and in our inheritance in Christ next week.
0: Amen. Have a good one, guys. Yep. God bless. God bless. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. If you've enjoyed it, please click the like and share buttons on whichever platform
3: you're on. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We hope that you had a good time and
1: hope the conversation brought some joy into your life. Have a blessed day and join us next time on the Heart of the Matter podcast.